Well, welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brad. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. iTunes, five stars. Give us a rating. We need them. We want them. We have to have them. Subscribe to us on all the other platforms. And that's daily.com. Almighty Baller. Brian. The acoustics in hashtag Basketball City are lit. Lit AF. It's pretty. Lit. It's a nice setup here. Uh, we are Pier 39 in Basketball City in the Pier Lower 36, East. 36, dog. Come oh, on. Crap. <laughs> um, we are here at, uh, and you'll hear later in this pod, uh, we're here for Damari Carroll hosted a all-girls basketball clinic. Yeah. It is him and his foundation, and we were very happy to join. It's the nicest thing in the world. So we talked to him for full 10, of, 15 Full of minutes. young people being super happy. What's not to like about that? Basketball, so many, this is actually a pretty nice facility. Um, you can see the Manhattan Bridge. And there's a bunch of courts. And you we, can see I, the Manhattan Bridge a little too close up, though. That's my problem. It's like, yeah, you can see it, but it's you're right in front of it. And, uh, <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little much. Um, yeah, so you're going to hear that interview coming up later mm-hmm. or right now. Should we say, let's drop it now. Let's not bury the lead. Yeah, let's get some Damari <laughs> in there. Let's have some intelligence. emails afterwards. <laughs> How's that? All right, so you're going to hear Damari Carroll coming up right about so we are here uh, recording this at all-girls basketball clinic put on Damari Carroll. Damari, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate <laughs> you guys, brother. Tell us a little bit about what's, what's happening here. Uh, basically, uh, I decided to do an all-girls clinic. Um, I just feel like I love WNBA basketball, um, and I feel like women don't get a lot of respect in the, in the basketball world as they should. Um, and me having a daughter... And in love with my daughter, you know, one day I may want to see her be in the WNBA, but at the end of the day, I thought this would be cool, yeah. not only for myself, but for all the little girls who's here. You been doing some scouting? Any any blue chip prospects out here yet? Yeah, yeah it's a couple. Yeah. pretty tall, though. You yeah, know, I saw a couple tall. I didn't know they uh, had that many tall uh, little girls out here in New York, but it's, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a big city, so obviously... There's probably a lot of prospects out there. So, obviously, you spent a year with the Nets. Now you're here back. I've been following your Instagram, so I see Swag Daddy. Senior Swag Daddy. <laughs> What's going on? Senior Swag Daddy? Why is yeah, it you got to put the senior. I didn't want to do that. I didn't I want to disrespect you and say you're a senior, though. No, the reason I, I put senior on it because I want to – if y'all ever look, I want y'all to go look at my son's Instagram. Instagram page. He just started mm-hmm. called Swaggy Like Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> How old's your son? My son's only two. <laughs> but he has his own Instagram? He has his own Instagram. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, when I put them on mine, they always be like, your son's so cute. He's going to be a model, blah, blah, blah. So I became Senior Swag Daddy so I can give the torch to him. Was he the original? Or were you or was Senior Swag Daddy before? Senior Swag Daddy was before Swag Daddy, but I didn't want to be Swag Daddy and he didn't have a name after that. So. <laughs> These Gen Z kids are inheriting yeah. their brands already. Yeah, I know. So like, <laughs> he's on top of it, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what is, senior, what is Senior Swag Daddy about? Senior Swag Daddy to me is about, you know, being swaggy. Like a lot of people think that you have to be swaggy like just because uh, you have a lot of money, you have to wear the top name brands, but I feel like you can be swaggy in your own way. Um, Kirkland signature. Yeah, yeah. anything, anything. <laughs> but it's it's the way you wear, it, the way you put it together. 
Um, I come from down south where yeah. we match a lot. Everything got to be matching. But to me, man, I think swag also has to do with your personality and how you carry yourself. So uh, yeah. that's why I call it Swag Daddy. What's like a, a low-key intro-level accessory I could I could start with? Uh, My swag needs some help. I can feel it. I think low-key accessory. Um, I'm looking at you now. You know, first you need to start him. with a watch. Let, okay, yeah. Let's just. So I normally do wear right a watch, but basically like, I'm describing with. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he has a white T-shirt on. What? Very professional, it's, Brian. It's a, was I supposed to dress nicer for this? Well, it's, uh, no, it's cool, you know, white t-shirt. Well, he was warm. I, I think he, you know, it's not like he's a bigger guy, so he yeah. needs a, a white t-shirt that kind of fits. And, That's you know, nice to hear because I'm low-key <laughs> a little bit heavier than I look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. How much do you think I weigh? Just looking at me. <laughs> Just give it a guess. About a good 190. Okay. 196. So that's actually Nailed pretty accurate. <laughs> well, Demar, Demar knows. I mean, yeah. he, that's, that's he's an athlete. Here. He understands he's around yeah. Yeah. people like you. Brian is an athlete. I am not so much. I was I was in marching band. I was a marching symbol. You uh, were a marching symbol? I was the marching symbol in high school. That means he was fat. It was a fat kid. <laughs> yeah, I was a fat kid carrying the symbols. <laughs> yeah. I was really good at carrying the equipment yeah. in marching band. But, I know. Uh, I don't does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise <laughs> me, right? <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Nets. All you guys are Instagramming each other while you're working out. This, sum, this summer seems like you guys spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Why is that important? Why is it important to, you know, have sort of the uh, offseason still be the season for you guys? Uh, I think, you know, the chemistry has to be there in order for you to be a good team. I strongly believe that. You know, when I went to Atlanta and I kind of learned the Spurs system and how they work and the things they do, they do a lot of things off the court and it translates to people liking each other on the court. So uh, I think last year was our first year to kind of together and I was kind of like the veteran. So I had to take it upon myself to kind of teach these guys that we got to like each other off the court in order to like each other on the court. You know, one, for instance, you might have a guy have a wide open shot right here, but he could pass this good shot to get a great shot to Joe Harris in the corner. If you kind of like the guy, you know, yeah. Yeah. be like, hey, right. I, I like this guy. Let me get him a shot. Uh -huh. I want to see him shine. So I feel like that's why we're doing a lot of off-season things, man, because it can it can help us on the court. And chemistry is big, especially in the NBA. Yeah. And so now we, you know, have reports of Joe Harris signing the contract. Seems like for the first time in a long time, we're bringing guys back, getting some continuity. Um, does it feel like the team is starting to lock in what it wants to be, like what the identity is long term? Do you feel yeah, like we're yeah, yeah, I think uh, right now we uh, we bringing a lot of guys back. And, you know, bringing Joe Harris back was key. I think he kind of almost the poster child of what they're trying to yeah. develop. It. You know, he went from not even being in the lead to not developing in a two-year what sixteen million dollar yeah. deal. So, uh, Joe. At the end of the day, we just want to. I think I'm not speaking for Sean Marsh, but I think he just want to keep trying to develop people and trying to, you know, build chemistry and kind of make this a family type organization. And I feel like that's what he's doing. Sure. From from the standpoint of like who may be impressing us next season, you guys been hanging out. You guys play basketball together. You know, D'Angelo was hurt for part of last season, yeah. so we didn't get a full thing of him. Karis kind of came on at the end. The Rondé really surprised, but like, who are Nets fans going to be looking at and saying? Wow, that guy really stepped up a whole nother level that we weren't expecting. Uh, and you could say everybody, and everybody would be happy. I think everybody's working, but you know, um, I think Jared Allen is really—he's uh, really taking and trying to hmm. put, pick on some weight and trying to, you know, take his game to the next level. But Karis Avert, like my little brother, and he's a. Uh, What's Karis's ceiling? 
Like, what what can he do? He could, be, he could be really, really good. I think he can be really, really good in yeah. the sense of you could throw him out there, he could play any position, like one through four. You know, when he gets bigger, he can start playing the four, but one through three should be his main target. Like, he's good enough to be a point guard in this league, you know, and uh, he's good enough to be a shooting guard. And, you know, he's good enough to be small four when it's small ball. So, uh, I think he shouldn't, his ceiling is yet to be determined. So uh, he's just got to keep working, and I feel like he keep working, he can get there. He seems to make fun of you a little bit on Instagram. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> What's you know, going on with that? You know how little brother's like. He's had to respect your his older brother, he, I, he, I would say. Yeah, you know, Cares loves me, and he, you know, he always hit me up and FaceTime, and he laughed. He like, oh, Demar, look at, but watch. <laughs> Give him about two or three years. You're gonna see him dressing kind of uh, like me. You're gonna see the jewelry. You're gonna see the, <laughs> and he's gonna. You're gonna be like, Demari said you'd be doing this, <laughs> and he didn't even know. You, he you're planting, yeah, planting, I'm planting the seed. You know, I'm just, I'm just. Spencer's like that too, or yeah, he's like opposed but to. But Spence is, uh, Spence is way. Spence is like one of those guys. He's just, he's, he's, he's so smart. He meant, sometimes he's too smart for his own good. You know, mm. he's one of those guys. He reads up on that? politics. He read, you know, he knows everything that's going on. So he always wanted to debate you with yeah, everything. We, we had Spencer on uh, last year. He probably year. was debating you guys. Right? And he and he beat us in SATs. Yeah, that's him. He like he he, <laughs> he wants to show you. I that. I don't think we even asked him. He no, just told yeah. us that his SATs are better than ours. We're like, okay, it's probably true. That's that's Spence right there. But uh, he's a, Spence, a great guy, man. You know, yeah. we have a lot of different uh, personalities in that locker room, and uh, it's good. I think it's really good for us to just keep this team together and keep trying to grow this team. Yeah. Have you linked up with Shabazz and, and Ed or any of the new nah, guys? No, I met. Yeah. I, I I linked up with Ed. You know, um, you know, I kind of brief worked out with him a little bit, and uh, when I was in Vegas, yeah, um, he's a great guy. You know, yeah. kind of like myself, down south guy. You know, Shabazz, I really haven't linked up with him, uh, but at the end of the day, you know me, I'm gonna call all these guys yeah. and see what they got going on because if I want to be a leader, I gotta. I got to make sure these guys are on board and they, they buy into this, what we're trying to do here. I feel like, I remember we were talking on the pod before last season, being very excited that you were coming over. You were billed as a salary dump. Yeah, that's great. I, lo- I love. But what was that? What does that go through your head when you're like, people are talking about you as being a salary dump when you're, obviously last year you showed them that that wasn't the case. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, you know, uh, in Toronto, I was never healthy. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I told myself I won't speak on Toronto more because that's the path. Sure. But I was never healthy, and I feel like I know how to play this game. And when, I, when I'm healthy, I can play this game at a very high level, and, and I can keep getting better. But, you know, salary dumb, I, I took it. You know, I kind of posted that article. You guys, my wife, she was like, get this article from the top of our bed. Mm. I was like, no, I just want to keep it there for motivation. But at the end of the day, man, I feel like I still got – a lot more to do in this league and I still can do a lot more so at the end of the day I got to keep trying to prep these young guys but also keep trying to prove myself on the court so that's my goal is that so what is it you've been with the Hawks you've been with the Raptors and the Nets you've been with anyone yeah I've been with the Hawks I started with Utah. I started with Memphis yeah. Memphis let me tell you my career it was like an IMDB yeah, of it was, basketball it was kind of it's kind of weird I went to Memphis I was there for two years they really didn't know what I was. They didn't know if I was going to be a, uh, a th- three or a four. They kept calling me a tweener. Mm-hmm. So I was Which now Ru- everyone wants. Yeah, but. exactly. But when I was there, I was behind Rudy Gay. So Rudy was playing like 30-some minutes a game. 
So then they tried to put me behind Zebo, but he. So it really wasn't no room for me there. So then they ended up trading me uh, to Houston. That's when Houston waved me. And then I went to Denver, who Masai was the GM there. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't remember. He waved that. me. Yeah. That's when they got the big trade with Gallinari and uh, Fernandez. Mm. So then I was just in the gym working. You know, I went to LA where I, with my wife. I stayed with her. At the time, she was my girlfriend. So, um, and I was just living with her out of her place, and I was just working out, working out. And then a guy by the name of Kevin O'Connor, um, he he was a GM for Utah. You know, he's an old head, and a lot of people knows him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he came to LA. He watched me in the gym, and my agent told me the reason I kept getting away. He said, "Demar, you gotta learn how to shoot the ball. If you can't shoot the ball, you can't. You will not." be successful in his league, so I learned how to shoot. Kevin O'Connor get, came and gave me an opportunity. I went to Utah. I really didn't play for like the first 40, 50 games, and then I remember like yesterday, San Antonio, uh, I think Earl Watson got hurt, C.J. Miles got hurt. Everybody just was falling like flies, and then Tyrone Corbin looked down the bench was like, come on, Demar, you got to go mm-hmm. in. So that's when I went in the game, and I hit like four or five threes, and Mike Budenholzer was on the other end of the bench. Wow. And <laughs> after that, the next year after that, he called me and he was like, I remember you when you, you didn't even have an opportunity and you came in the game and hit those and I want you to come to Atlanta and I want you to play for Atlanta for us Atlanta. And he gave me the opportunity and that's when my career just took off. Yeah. So what's, what's, what, what is different about what the Nets are doing or maybe similar to what the Nets are doing from all of those teams that you were—I mean, Atlanta. When you were in Atlanta, that thing was humming. Yeah, Atlanta. I, yeah, that was—it was humming. And Toronto's a good organization, but you were hurt. Yeah, so Toronto. Was it was a great—it's a great organization. It's a great city. You know, I can't say enough about them. But you know, at the end of the day, I was hurt. And so, uh, what's different about the Nets, or what is it, what are the Nets doing for Let me? Because it's a little secretive. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, Nets. Yeah, we 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 try to keep our thing close to the vest because we're family. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't. When you go to dinner table, we what you say at dinner stays at dinner. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, if I had to give a big broad view of uh, why the Nets are a great organization, and a lot of people, we're gonna draw a lot of great free agents because the team Sean Marsh has put uh, put together, you know, uh, and he's he believes in the bigger picture, and you know he believes in your body. It's not too many NBA teams that believe in your body and, you know, you being healthy and, you know, you having a long career. He believes in that. So he brings in performance team guys from Australia, from everywhere, you know, to work with us and bring different mindsets and put it all in one pot. And, you know, and that's how that's why he's so successful, because he he thinks outside the box. And uh, I think he's going to be one of the top GMs and uh, pretty soon he's going to win that executive uh, year award. Awesome. So one more question, then we'll let you go because I know you got stuff to do here. Um, what can we expect from the Nets? Playoffs? Give me. Give me. Uh, see, see that? See? <laughs> just just say me. yes because it's so much more fun if I'm you not, say, I'm I guarantee that the Nets are going to the playoffs. I'm not going to say playoffs. I'm just going to say I guarantee that we will be much better than we were last year. Much better. So let's let's hope that's, you know, that's a playoff, but I don't want to put that mm-hmm. pressure on, you know, my young crew. You know, I got to keep them focused. We shouldn't, all we should be worried about is trying to get better each and every day and trying to just keep growing and growing because at the end of the day, it don't happen overnight. But I do expect us to be way better 
because when I was in Atlanta my first year, we was kind of kind of like we was. But then the second year, the chemistry and all that, we was way better. So mm. let's just hope for way better. And uh, hopefully I can get back on doing towards the three-fourths of the year and I can be like, hey, we all, we're close to the playoffs. Yeah. But, well, now that LeBron's out of the East, I think it's a cleared path <laughs> for you guys to go all the way to the finals. <laughs> no, but it's exciting. It's very yeah. exciting. Uh, you, you don't know what to expect out the East. Uh, of course, Boston's going to be Boston. They're going to be really good. Toronto's going to still be Toronto. You know, adding Kawhi, you know, but losing DeMar. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to take them a minute to try to jail, but the, the talent is over there. So, no. you got a couple teams that's going to still be up there at the top of the food chain, but you know, it got to be guys like, I mean, teams like ourselves and Chicago's and those types of teams that see if we can sneak in there and uh, hopefully make some noise this year. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank really you, appreciate brother. It. Thank you. I have I, a good time at the I, clinic. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. Hey, let's try to get him a T-shirt yeah. that fits him a little well, bit. Yeah, and, and also if you can help me out, too, because I'm not We like, need to get like a tailored T-shirt. How do you get? Yeah, you just got to get something that kind of fits you. You try it on at the store, a T-shirt? I feel weird Yeah, I try it on at the store. Really? Yeah, you know. Just tell them. <laughs> where is it loose in the armpits? That's where yeah, it is. Yeah, the armpits. Yeah. Like, you, can't, you, like, you don't have no. <laughs> you just got to work out. That's right. That's all. Totally what it is. Let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Hey, thanks, Damari. Thank you, brother. Okay, appreciate it. All right. How about that? That was awesome. Very generous with his time. I apologize. And now we get to say, Damari Carroll, friend of the show. Friend of the show. We have two friends of the show. Just two. Dinwiddie and Damari. We get um, a lot more, but those are the guys on the team. That we have many enemies. Yes, in high places. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the problem with our show. <laughs> We've made enemies with the most powerful people. Um, I apologize for having Damari pick on your clothing. That I, did, I hope you, you felt. It was upsetting is that I actually put some thought into what I was going to wear. and <laughs> But I kind of knew that it was going to be well, a, a point of conversation. You were dressed like him. Here, right. I'm going to change my, my chair because it's Squeaky McSqueakerson's over here. And you, the reason why I didn't you know, come back at him with that is because like there's a big difference between a white shirt that fits and one that doesn't. Yes. Although mine's not ill-fitted. It's no, just less well-fitted than his. You always go well together. Like you're, oh, you, you're slacker chic is how I would describe you. No, I appreciate, no, I think that's what I'm going for. Me, I am young dad. Yeah. I've been young dad for decades right. now. <laughs> right. Now it's official. For three decades I've been yeah. young dad, and now I'm finally yeah. young dad. Yeah. Um, I've gained now some weight. A card carrying. I found some white hairs. Where? And I'm in my head. Uh, um, Brian. That was a great little exchange that we had with, with Damari. We should get to some listener emails. We don't want to. We got a bad review the other day for people uh, complaining about how we were talking about ourselves too much. So, you know. Good point. Um, that was. He, he reviewed us and one other podcast, gave him five stars. That was a history podcast. Point will take. His name was also O. Period Brian, and he's a son of a. Just kidding. I don't. I don't. You know, we'll take all the, the all the criticisms. Yeah, absolutely. We're not perfect. We're we're. This is a work in progress. Uh, I'm perfect, but yes, fair. Um. So first up is Cheerboy Jerry Laroche. This is a, a voicemail. I like to lead with the voicemails. Yes, please. Okay, here he comes. Hey, glue guys. This is Jerry from New Rochelle. Uh, just as a response to the trades and all the offseason moves, um, I really think it's interesting what you guys said about, you know, the Nets making sure that they have guys who pretty much aren't part of the future. Um, considering 2019, they're going to have uh, money to make some big moves. So, yeah, to have a bunch of guys on one-year contracts or expiring contracts, I think that's really good because, yeah, they're, they're playing for their next contract, and that's usually when guys play the best. So hopefully we get a pretty good season out of these guys that we have on the team, and maybe we can find some guys to re-sign. 
But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the Jeremy Lin trade. I like everything he represents, except for the injuries, of course, and he's missed a ton of times. Isaiah Whitehead wasn't really moving the needle on the NBA level. He did great in the G League, but that's not what we need. Joe Harris, yeah, that was a great, definitely a great move to keep Joe Harris. He's been one of our most consistent guys overall. Also, you know, <laughs> I think that they should try to go after the Japanese kid, Utah Wontanabe. Oh, He's really good in the summer league. Um, I think he has some potential. Well, he was on Maybe the Nets, they keep right? him on Long Island. Is he or now put on, him on a two-way contract? But I think he can really do some things and be part the, of their future. I know we're talking over the voicemail, but um, I, like I think that ta- it's almost like you're talking with them, you know. And I know hey, we. I first know of all, have, Jerry, thank you for yes, the voicemail. Jerry, thank you. That Love was great. You. That was a great off-season review. I think we yeah. could just post that voicemail and for be real. like, if you had missed the entire off-season, Here's this team, is what happened. Jerry from New Rochelle has you right there. I think, and also we have one from GNYR. That's a longie too. Um, which maybe have to really just a chunk of that, but the there's a point here. I don't know how many two-way contracts the Nets have now at this point. Uh, they have that kid Milton. Graham. Well, I don't know if Milton's on the team anymore. But um, your thoughts about Jerry and what he had to say? Um, well, first that he led with a you know uh, compliment that included us being correct. Doesn't get any better than that. It's so. always going to get you on the pod. Yeah, um, um, that's praise. The, that's the fast track. Um, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's actually been kind of weird to see the Nets become sort of the darlings of this NBA offseason for just like, you know, hitting singles, um, which is often this is what you'll hear you'll, <laughs> you'll see in the in the media reports. Nets hit another single, um, but uh, we. I mean, I think we were written. ESPN had like a who's winning the offseason article maybe a week ago, and they had Nets number one. Uh, really? Yeah, which you never see from national media. Um, so by all outward appearances, um, everything's clicking. But, you know, we're still in a pretty similar situation, right, up until it actually counts towards Ws. Um, like, I like I love what we're doing. Don't get me wrong. I think all of these moves have been really um, – thoughtful and and purposeful and can't say enough good about them does it move the needle very much on w's i'm not convinced well what will be interesting is that so they the nets obviously did not have jeremy lynn last season Mm -hmm. you hope you have more d'angelo than you got from the season prior yeah i do think farid and now jared dudley will help like slightly like they may they may not even win one game extra because of them, but they're going to help like incrementally, altogether throughout the rest of the games. If if they're even on the team when the season starts, Ed Davis will be a huge help. Mm. Um, and Jer- hopefully, it's like the whole thing of like, if each guy on the team that is young that could progress gets just like a smidge better, that all those smidges turn into a bundle of of improvement for the team. And hopefully that, like, translates into something very real for the Nets. You know, we yeah. talked to Damari about playoffs. We're not going to have a playoff conversation right now, but the developments in the East have made it so that it's not an impossibility. And the fact that it's not an impossibility is, like, a huge credit to what Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson and everyone else is doing. We're, we're also sort of bearing the lead on another big story that, that came out was that I don't know if you saw, but Skip, my our friend Skip Bayless, friend of the show, and uh, on Undisputed had a whole thing about Kawhi going to the Nets. Um, yes, which well, and there's the Canadian talk show host, right? Right, or well, radio host, or it was a Canadian basketball podcast. Right, so that's where that's where the report came from, which they didn't, you know, obviously they didn't cite. But well, did you read the did you read the verbatim on Nets Daily? I know you did, but yeah, I did. It 
so it said so i was reading it, it as was i was pretty, it was pretty off offhand like it did yeah. not it did not like, okay because yeah. it, it was like the headline obviously is like Kawhi's trying to build super team in brooklyn but the when you read the verbatim it says uh, kawaii has been calling people about maybe going to la or another city the, then the reporter says or whoever it was who i have no clue who this person is i apologize um Brooklyn, who has a lot of cap space, could be that you know could be one of those places. It wasn't like Kawhi was calling Kevin Durant and saying, "Let's go to Brooklyn tomorrow." Um, but do do we care, Brian? Uh, you know that none of that is important. What's important is the headline, <laughs> the big flashy headline, and uh, the headline is amazing, and I love it. And as a person with a podcast, it's the best. So. Do you know what I love is that yeah. we've been getting tweets because like we're I'm really trying to push this train down the road of like down sure. the tracks that like the we're, nets are getting getting some some big names at least one max free agent if not two and i think you actually believe it which is scary my favorite part was uh <laughs> when skip when skip bayless was like um <laughs> he's like does anybody even want to give Kawhi leonard this max contract that he would like theoretically get anymore like the guy's a head case like dude shut your face like are you out of your <laughs> mind with what we've been through like of course in a heartbeat yes are you just here's the money and yeah. then we'll do the 30 for 30 in 10 years oh, about how you bad it an undecisive one year oh like <laughs> no i don't care i do not care about that at all um and nobody will like after this this is this is what people do in these situations you know unless you're dwight howard where it's endemic to your personality but <laughs> it doesn't seem like that i mean people are claiming that about Kawhi leonard i'm gonna see any i'm gonna need to see more of a pattern than than this one this like situation whatever it is so what's interesting is that like so let's just look at Kawhi leonard for a second let's imagine a scenario a year from now with the nets had given him a max contract and he signs with the team however mm-hmm. unlikely as that is what would have probably happened within that year within 2018 to 2019 is that Kawhi played for the Raptors showed he was healthy and played well right because that's the only way you're going to give Kawhi a max at this point like if this next season is him holding out him not healthy him not looking like he used to be Mm -hmm. then he isn't a max player like it just probably is I'm putting the odds at that pretty pretty low right yeah I think it's more likely that he's going to be really awesome in Toronto and then it's just like he has to make the decision (laughs) <laughs> We're just getting the lights turned off on us. Mm. I love this mood. Um, he's going to have to make the dis- like. It's up to him to basically say, all right, am I going to play this year? Yes. I have to play. I have to make money. They're paying me to, to play basketball. And then he that if he's healthy and good, then I have no qualms about giving him a, a max contract. But uh, what other emails we got? Um, oh, I could just play GNYR. Voicemails take priority. Sorry, everybody. Yep. This is your boy GNYR. So let's evaluate the Nets offseason. Sean Marks pulls two bunnies out of his hat. He trades Jeremy Lin to the Atlanta Hawks. And then he, by opening up space, was able to do two salary dumps. He he got Kenneth Reed for a first round pick essentially. And he got Darrell Arthur for a second round pick. So and with these two moves, he was able to acquire assets. A first round pick and a second round pick. And they got Shabazz Napier at a decent price. All right. <laughs> we love you to death. We had to, had to cut it short. But great, another great summary. Yes. And, and let's, again, overall, Netspot at Gmail. Voicemails, emails if you want them. But when you do voicemails... Let's do GNYR is special. I mean, obviously, it's Sean Marks' burner account that he's hired someone else to voice 
We everyone knows that that's Sean Marks, but I mean, GNYR is is so embedded into this community. He gets the red carpet rolled out for him. I'm yeah. sorry, everybody. That's just the way things go. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I apologize. We were we were looking at photos of uh, Damari, Brian, and our and myself as that was going on. Um, Brian, real quick, I do want to talk about the Jared Ludley trade for a moment. Is he on this team? I forget. Are we? Are, is it like? Is it's hard to know, right? Like, what do you is, do? You predict that he's going to actually be on the Nets when push comes to shove. I mean, Sean Marks is so ruthless with buying people out at this point. It'd be <laughs> hard to it'd be hard to say one way or the other. Um, he does like fill a need. I'm using my big air quotes here because Jared, how well does Jared Dudley really do that? I mean, he fills a need of fouling people on the fast break really well. That's I know that that's he's elite <laughs> at that skill. I've, I've picked that up. But he also gets those um, clear path to the basket, which is the stupidest rule I've ever seen ever, no matter what. Like, I hate the clear path to the basket thing. What do you hate? That, I mean, any time. Okay, so if you have a layup and you're in a half-court set and I foul you, that's a clear path to the basket, too. Like, if you're going to take a layup and you get fouled, like, you don't get special treatment for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It's I typically don't like this is, uh, this goes special into cases. Fat, like special casing fouls. I've discovered what my issue is with with soccer. By the way, having watched the World Cup, please tell me P- these penalty kicks for for when you're close enough to the to the goal. Yes, it can, so it'd be like if you get fouled while you're dunking, you get to take a free throw that's worth like 20 points or something. You know what? Why? What is that? And everyone in soccer seems to just be okay with. Like, I've talked to everyone's watching. They're like, "Yeah, it's just shut up. It's fine." I'm like, "No, this is that's where all the points in this game are coming from. These stupid penalty kicks." What you, you, you mentioned an interesting part point about. I think it was either you or GNYR were saying about the buyout. Deshaun Mark is buying mm-hmm. out everyone. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that we're seeing a little bit of that. Um, I don't know that shark mentality. Shark Tank. Because Mark Cuban for 2020. You know, we had Damari here. He was talking about how the Nets. You know, they care about your health. It's a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And Sean Marks could be uh, thought of as being the warm, cuddly family GM. He is the most family-forward GM in the NBA. He's a bit of a it's a consigliere, right? He's a bit of a crime family thing because once you're in, you're in. But if you're, you know, first day, your name's on a piece of paper, strike it. Exactly. Just got, just I mean, got hit by the mob. What do they say? Whacked. <laughs> That's, you can tell I'm I'm deeply I'm I'm in deep here. <laughs> um, it, it's just interesting that like. Because like a big point, selling point to Max free agents is going to be that the, like the Nets are a family first organization where everyone loves them, and you know you're going to come here and it's going to be great, and you're going to be accepted, and you're going to get to do whatever you really want to do, you get to be healthy and all that. Um, but immediately with with Dwight Howard, as we understand it, he went to Dwight and said, "We don't want you here." Mm. Like, and he made the decision that it was worth it to him to cast away one of a guy who used to be one of the biggest stars in the NBA knowing that most people don't respect Dwight in the NBA and it doesn't like it, it doesn't look badly on the nets that they said to him you're going to be waived mm-hmm. and we don't want you here at all um, I'm going to cue you up for another one of your conspiracy theories that I quite like and I'm going to see if you pick up on how I'm queuing you up for this ready please um, <clears throat> this is from your boy Anthony Pignati um First things first, long-time listener, you guys rock. You rock. Thank you. Anthony. Um, so I'm going to get to the juicy part. Um, they've got free Dudley Carroll, newly signed Ed Davis. What do the Nets do during the season around February deadline with these guys? I'd imagine contending teams will be calling and offering up some assets. So you had a conspiracy theory. 
Anthony Davis. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first domino to fall in the Kawhi Leonard orchestrating a super team. Well, what needs to happen actually first is that the Nets need to sign two max free agents. Then they need to re-sign D'Angelo somehow, somehow figure that out, and then they trade for Anthony Davis. Uh, so, yeah, I know. So everyone listening to me just know that I'm, I'm not completely being – um, what's the word? He's got a podcast. Genuine. He's got a podcast. I genuinely believe Kyrie and KD are going to come to Brooklyn. And I'll say it over and over and over again. I genuinely believe that. Why I believe that? Because Kyrie wants to come to New York, we're told. I think KD, if they win another championship, is going to get very bored by being in Oakland or San Francisco or wherever they're going to be this upcoming season. Um, they want to play together, I believe, from affinity, talking affinity about each other. Mm. Uh, so I think they would come to Brooklyn and do that. The Anthony Davis part's the more fun, interesting part. The the most interesting element of that Nuggets trade about taking on Fareed and Arthur for that first round pick is that it it gives the Nets two first round picks to trade, plus another first round pick of their own. Let's say the Nets trade their 2019 and the Nuggets 2019 plus a 2021. That's three first round picks for another a third star if they want to do that. They could throw in. You know, any number of players on the roster, Anthony Davis is going to be out there if this team, I don't think the Pelicans are going to be all that good this year. I think Anthony Davis will be out there. So I'm going to give you a roster of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis. I'm guaranteeing it right now. It's going to happen for the Nets. Lock Brian. it in. Next up, your boy. That's Sammer. You remember Sammer? Yeah. Tweets at us a lot. Sammer Thank time. you. <clears throat> Got a question for you guys. Uh, how do you view the Nets this up? upcoming season do you think we are closer towards making the playoffs or closer to being in contention for the number one pick in 2019 draft also what free agents like jimmy butler future nets kevin durant kyrie irving thank you need to see from the nets this season in order to sign um that's an interesting point because um we're in this weird it's we're gonna be like it's like a poker hand all season long right like we have to be gauging how well things are going if it's all if it seems like it's worth uh like getting better value for our picks um there might be a version of that to, to be done but like we for the most part it's a bit of a beauty contest this year right we want to be looking like a top tier we've you know uh, franchise we've we've turned a new leaf we have new management we're ready to receive the best players in the league and super duper develop everything that is good and championship worthy in basketball um so like we need to while it's it's a really interesting sort of line to flirt with, right? Because, like, we don't want to be – I mean, obviously, we're going to try to win as many games as we possibly can, like, right out of the gate. But, like, you know, heaven forbid if we start to lose some games, injuries happen, whatever. Like, there is a version of this where you want to, you know, get some more minutes for, who knows, uh, you know, Musa or whatever. Musa, Musa <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rodions. Right, exactly. So, like, so a sign if the Nets are tanking is if Musa and Rodions are starting. Right. You know, <laughs> right. in your lineup in, like, let's say March right. or something or whatever. Right. And you can construe that as, hey, we got to see what these guys are made of um, because we're, you know, elevating our, you know, the value in our, in our deep bench for when we receive Kyrie Irving. But, you know, <laughs> that's... That's the PR spin. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, this upcoming season is, despite how, like, maybe not super exciting it'll be just generally in terms of the basketball being played, the all the riffraff surrounding it is going to be actually really exciting for the first time in, in many years. I'm pretty, pretty, um, 
pretty fired up about it, to be honest with you, Mike. It feels like the team, like this should be the moment, like let's say the team was in New Jersey for all this years. Now they should be coming to Brooklyn right now at the, the precipice that the team is on. Yeah, man, like I, you know, we've had the tanking conversation. Like, should the Nets tank? Because realistically, if they tanked, there's not going to be many teams tanking this year. Mm-hmm. If they tanked and they got a top three pick and then they had to add a top three pick plus a top 15 pick with the rest of their arsenal of young talent, then that's like a, an interesting young team with all that cap space. But if you're actually going to want to try to get Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Kevin Love, any of those dudes, Kawhi Leonard, you have to be on the NBA um, like spectrum of, of interestingness. Like you have to still be on the radar, blipping there, so that at least when those big players are free agents, they're looking around. They're saying, well, "They like, do that thing that Aaron Gordon does, where he's like, hey, like tell 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 your management about me, you know, yeah. about my interest and it, what's it, going on.' Here. It has to be some. There has to just like the Nets have to be relevant enough that it doesn't look like a money grab and a, I just want to play in a big market move. Because like, if the Nets stink this season, which I don't think they will, the only guys who are going to come here is are the people who just want to live in Brooklyn. I don't hate about that. I, don't, I mean, I love Brooklyn. Great. Carroll Gardens. Fantastic. I can't believe you didn't move to Brooklyn this year. What Dude, are you doing? I'm, I want to so badly. Don't even. Mm. Chelsea. I'm done with Chelsea. That's where I live now. I know. With but a baby. What are you doing out there? It's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible place. There's actually, there was literally a, a steam pipe explosion <laughs> a block away from me. Great. So, <laughs> great. Great environment, asbestos yeah. blowing up everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah we, man. We got to get you up the street for me over here. With the Nets, and there's also like this draft apparently isn't that good. And like, so what's the real reason to tank? If the Nets have two picks, if the if it's the twelfth pick that they are this year, like let's say they're just outside the playoffs, that's a success, mm-hmm. and that 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 is good enough to where the twelfth pick is still a trade asset or a guy that could be good, and it's also. Um, you know, not embarrassing. It's not an embarrassing season. No. Um, one last one. Let's do one last one. This one last one's a good one for you because you get to do a little plug for yourself. Um, <laughs> from True Boy Quentin Valeriano. Um, True Boy, thank you for hitting us up. Thanks to everybody who emailed us. We got to. There's a couple others, and I'm really sorry we didn't get to you. Um, anyways, hey guys, love the show. Uh, I know the dream targets for you guys are KD and Kyrie, but what about the idea of Butler and Leonard? The reason that I'm saying that I'm just putting this kind of like softball question to you is because Mike is going to be writing a lot about this. At least he thinks he is. Well, I, yeah, I haven't he's pitched got it. A, he's got a baby. <laughs> he thinks he is. My idea this year, and I'm, and I'm going to pitch this to net income, uh, Bob Windrum, at some point, is uh, a weekly uh, column all about Max Free Agents. That is the only thing it's going to be about. It is. It will Each week it will be a different subject. It will be a different pairing. It will be how these guys are going to get there, what their Instagram likes are, how they bring them. How does those Instagram likes mean that they are going to be on the nets? It will be part conspiracy theory. It will part cap evaluation, part trade asset discussion, weekly thing. Um, Man. That is, that is the thing. There are so many guys that deserve max contracts that are going to be free agents next year that the Nets don't have to get Kyrie and KD. It could be Clay and Kevin Love. It could be Kawhi and Jimmy God, Butler. Good Lord, do I not want to give Kevin Love a max contract next year. Yeah. But doesn't he feel like a Brooklyn-y dude? 
Doesn't he, he feel like someone who does feel like a guy? At least his face, just that face, feels like it belongs. Like in, I could see him like in like. It's like I could see that during a fifteen dollar cocktail right now. Yeah. yeah, somewhere at like in, and he'll be living in Brooklyn, yeah. and I respect that. I'm surprised JJ Redick. There wasn't more talk that he was going to try to sign with the Nets because obviously he lives in Brooklyn. We all know that, um, and apparently I heard that he likes living on the East Coast. He signed with Philly, but I'm interested. I feel personally responsible for like this situation where you're not living in Brooklyn right now. Is something, I, I did something wrong, I feel like. Are you guys angry at me? What happened here? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're furious. Because <laughs> you haven't brought Rowan a gift yet. <laughs> I told you I was going to bring stuffed animal here. I didn't want Damari to see it, though. That yeah. was, I, another, uh, yeah. That would have been a nice little conversation starter. Um, you're probably right, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Missed opportunity. Get us out of here, Mike. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Damari, for coming on the show. Um, we will be at your ears as soon as we possibly can. We'll actually be doing more emails coming up at some point soon. Um, this is the shallow period of the NBA year, but we're going to be potting because we love doing it. We're going to be it. chasing down players, podcasting where they freaking live. That's how we are. We're, <laughs> we're hungry. We're thirsty, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, yeah. everyone. Hey, thanks. Bye. Yeah, boy. Yeah.